you leave a legacy. And I think that's really important to a lot of people, even if they haven't thought about it directly. But the idea of leaving something behind that is thriving and is providing opportunities for people uh, is really important. Kia ora, I'm Troy, here as Chief Executive, and welcome to Stirring the Pot. Thanks for connecting. If you're new, here's what you can expect. We're going to be talking the tough stuff, the things that keep us middle minds up at night. There are many challenges facing our industry and equally many opinions on how we should tackle them. Stirring the Pot provides a facilitated forum to discuss and challenge these viewpoints. So let's get to the nuts and bolts of it. Today, we are talking with Regeneration HQ founder, John Luxton, a self-possessed anti-consultant handcrafting solutions for SMEs in Aotearoa with practical hands-on support. John, can you give us a little bit of an overview of your business um, and also your experience in succession planning for businesses? Sure. Um, my business, Regeneration HQ, is, uh, is based around a few fundamental things. Um, part of it is, uh, is exit planning, which is increasingly important as we have an aging business owner population. Um, and part of a subset of that is succession planning. Um, and the balance of the business is about growth and development of people, of financial results, of just essentially making business stronger, and particularly in the SME sector. Uh, so succession planning is something that our members have identified as an, a topic that they want here to give some um, advice and um, thought leadership on. And so it was interesting um, when I saw on your website that um, you did have that focus. What is a business exit strategy or a business succession strategy? Okay, well, if you think about the SME sector, um, people often uh, start businesses with no thought of what's going to happen next and you know you can you can build a very successful business from scratch and then find yourself at 60 years old um, with absolutely no idea of what to do next you know one option that a lot of people take is shut the doors and of course that has significant impact on the people that are now left without a job and it means there is an enormous amount of value often being left on the table. Um, and so uh, a, a very common circumstance is, and, and I have a client that's in this exact position now where he uh, bought his father's engineering business 40 years ago, uh, is now ready to get out. Um, and none of the children uh, want to be involved. So um, as disappointing as that is, uh, the, the role that I'm filling in that business is putting a, uh, a professional team together to run the business without him. So when it, it goes on the market, it is, um, it's not dependent on the owner as the single source of value. Mm. This would be a common, a fairly common experience, um, especially for the family-owned businesses who are members of HERA. Um, why do you think that 
ends up happening because we do hear about a lot of businesses just closing operations, not really realizing, um, you know, the value of their business and what can be passed on or sold. Um, why do you think businesses don't have those strategies or plans in place? What's stopping them? Um, like a number of factors, but but two that are particularly important are one, people who have started a business and, and run it um, have had no training in such things as succession planning. It's like, uh, you know, I, I, I've started my business out of my garage and I've now grown it to, you know, I've got 100 staff and, you know, a $50 million turnover and all that. But I've never had any training in, you know, in what to do next. So that's the first thing. And the second thing is, and I think this will resonate with owner-operated businesses particularly, you, you have no time. You are so immersed in the, in the day-to-day that to, to think about ethereal things such as succession planning is just, it's inconceivable. And what is the value that's being missed? You know, what is the value that can be passed on even if your children aren't going to take over the family business? Um, well, once again, two things uh, come immediately to mind. One is uh, that you get to pocket a cheque for the, for the business that you, are, um, that you are selling. And the second thing is uh, you leave a legacy. And I think that's really important to a lot of people, even if they haven't thought about it directly. But the idea of leaving something behind that is thriving and is providing opportunities for people uh, is really important. Mm. And and oftentimes even the business name is kept too because it's got that um, goodwill associated Mm. with it. And so even the legacy of a family name can continue. how do you identify um, employees or third parties that would be great successes? Um, I, I mean, I, I have a uh, philosophically. I believe that, and this isn't a, a you know a binary thing, but largely uh, technical skills can be taught, but character can't. And so when I'm looking for people to either promote through a business or when I'm recruiting people in to strengthen a business, um, yes, I'm cognizant of their technical skills, but I'm much more interested in what they bring to the culture and the ability to uh, envision what's next and and, uh, collaborate with other people to make that happen. For a family-owned business where in that situation that you spoke of, the um, next generations are not so interested in taking it over, what would be your practical advice? What what would be the steps to go through in that kind of scenario? Well, look, the, t- taking that a step back, Troy, I, I would say um, that if, uh, if no family members seem to be interested in uh, in stepping up or getting involved before just accepting that that that's the case i would i would look at how has this conversation been framed and 
has it been presented as a, a, a real golden opportunity for a family member um, or has it just been, you know, mum or dad has had this expectation which sits on people like a weight rather than an opportunity. So that would be the first thing is, has the right conversation been had to determine whether there is real interest or not? Yep. And in that situation, so say, I don't know, the children all want to become environmental engineers and don't want to run the family business, what, what happens in that situation? Well, well, look, you know, everything is a matter of personal choice. And, uh, and once you've established, you know, once you can hand on heart say, I presented this in, in the best possible way as an opportunity to my children and they're not interested, um, then the important thing is to let that settle, you know, accept the fact that it's not going to remain a family business and allow some time to think about, all right, so what are the other options? Rather than just being horrifically disappointed and feeling stampeded into a, a change in direction. Mm -hmm. And in that situation, in terms of, um, you know, either an employee stepping up or a third party coming in, how do you go about managing that transition? Well, that's um, that can be uh, very challenging because... Um, uh, and this isn't always the case, but but often owner operators are uh, incredibly involved in everything at the centre of everything, and so the most um, the most important part of it is working with that owner on their own mindset, and you know, and and the biggest part of that is. Um, is establishing, helping them establish for themselves, what do you want out of this? And it's generally not about the money because generally they've already made money um, and the, you know, the sale price is the cherry on top. But what, what is critically important is what's next in your life because if unless an owner has worked that out for themselves, right, and it's the better thing than this. And, you know, for for some, including a current client, uh, it's, you know, I've got so many years left. I want to spend them with my children, my grandchildren, traveling with my wife, just, and, and that's the better thing that is allowing him to let go within the business. Because if you don't get to that point, it's all going to turn to custard. Yep. And in the case where the successor would be an existing employee, how do you build them up um, to be in a position to take over the company? Um, the first thing, the, the the first thing to do is uh, is to make sure that the owner sees that potential in that person. You know, it's, my skill set is not the same as, as the owner of the business. It is different. And, and, and I am kind of pre-programmed to look for the, um, the potential in people. 
And often when when you've got someone in the business that's worked there for, for a very long time, they're kind of pigeonholed, right? This is what their role is. That's, you know, they have risen to the, you know, the, to the highest point they will. But, but that's because of circumstances often. And so step one is, uh, is having the owner or owners see that potential in that person and then getting them alongside the owners so that they are, um, and it's a, it's a very nuanced uh, blend of shelling up and listening to the owners and, and absorbing the wisdom that they have and over time demonstrating the, the skills and the capability and the, the new thinking that, that that person can bring to the table. And managing that flow is, is, uh, is complex but vitally important. The, um, the process of exiting a business uh, is generally a, an incredibly emotional experience um, because for business owners, this has been your baby for a long time. And uh, although you you think it's just a business, um, it actually has an incredible emotional pull on you. Um, and so, you know, there is, uh, there's a lot of management of, of feelings, you know, in, including um, fear and grief and all kinds of stuff that, that goes into it. So uh, people need to be kind to themselves in the process of exiting a business. It's mm, great advice. Mm. Mm -hmm. And just finally, um, what would be your overarching advice to anyone who is looking at um, exiting a business? I, I think my advice would be, um, and, and this is not new or unique advice, but it would be um, don't rush this and don't leave it too late. Um, because the, the, the universal truth is you are going to be exiting your business and much better that it's on your own terms rather than on a stretcher. So um, think about it early. Think about it as early as you can. And, you know, if it's not the right time to be exiting, then just thinking about that can spur you into, you know, new innovation, new thinking, just refresh your whole view. But if you are thinking about exiting, um, then it starts to sharpen your focus on what do I need to do next? So think about it early and don't rush it. So there you go. Thanks for joining our conversation with John today. If you'd like to connect more with him, you'll find his details in the show notes. We know that for many of our SME members, the conversation today will strike a chord, particularly given there may be a few businesses where the founders, directors or leaders are facing retirement. We hope this conversation inspires you to give time to properly assess your succession planning. After all, preparation is everything. Food for thought till we see you next time. So hit subscribe and if you liked what you heard today, please like, review or share with any mental minds you know. Let's spread the word. We want to do our best to support the SMEs in our membership as best we can because we want you to realise your full potential and innovate successfully. We are currently calling out to profile our SMEs to help drive their business on our available communication platforms. 
We've also been thinking about developing some practical hands-on toolkits offering to address key pain points you may be experiencing. If you are an SME and this is of interest to you, please get in contact with our Manager of Customer Experience, Rebecca Simons, to discuss further. Her details are in the show notes.